You're listening to For the Athlete, a podcast aimed at humanizing the athlete by giving them a platform to control their own narrative and tell their life stories. As always, here's your host, Brooks Huber. Welcome to For the Athlete. I am Brooks Huber, and I'm joined by Jaguars linebacker Foye Luakan. First things first, thank you for taking time out of your day to join the show. The fans and I really appreciate it. Of course, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure being on here. I was here last year. Nice chopping it up with you. Yes, sir. A lot has changed since the last time we talked, and since this is the debut episode for The Athlete, we're going to start off the interview with some light questions to get you more comfortable and to get the followers acquainted with who you are as a person before we go through the more substantial questions. This will be rapid fire, so let me know when you're ready. Oh, rapid fire. All right. All right, three, two, one, go. Age when you first started playing football? Fourth grade. Hometown? St. Louis, Missouri. Favorite team growing up? Uh, St. Louis Rams, not the LA Rams, St. Louis Rams. Favorite food growing up? Barbecue chicken. And how about now? Right now I'm hooked on truffle fries. <laughs> college you attended? Yale University. Major in college? Economics. Favorite movie? Used to be Tropic Thunder. I'll probably have to get a, a different one soon, but Tropic Thunder still hits. Uh, iPhone <laughs> or Android? Android. Favorite song? Favorite song? Uh, Shake Your Tail Feather Nelly, Diddy, Murphy Lee. Player you looked up to the most? When I was a kid. Uh, really the greatest show on turf. Um, anybody from that team? You say Marshall Falk, Tory Holt? No, but I think it's a DB. I like Champ Bailey. Okay, winter or summer? Summer. Player you model your game after? I don't have a model anymore. I was a DB growing up, now I play linebacker. So whoever's doing well, just try to adapt to anything I feel like I can add to my game. Dream job outside playing linebacker for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Either being in the front office somewhere of some sports team. Doesn't have to be football. I love basketball, but doing that, handling finances and, and sports. That's awesome. Last time we did talk, we touched on you wanting to be in the front office. And I think you'd be great at that. You have a degree at Yale. You know sports. I definitely think that when your playing career is over, you'll go right there. That'd be fun. I, I definitely enjoy that. We're just going to go through some of these questions that I asked. You picked Android over Apple. What's your thought process behind that? Well, I think Apple is just really popular here in America. I think Androids in general are more popular over the whole, you know, world um but i think androids can do more as a phone i mean you got that google phone that can delete things out of it crisping up crisping up pictures and stuff um and apple just finds ways to nickel and dime you whether they 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 get you hooked on the iphone which now gets you hooked on the ipad get you hooked on the cloud to the uh whatever the the the, the laptop it all kind of works together where you have to, if you get one you gotta get all of them and i never really liked that so um you know, back in the day, Apple had the cloud, which I didn't trust. Now everybody does the cloud, but I think Android just kind of keep me, for now, uh, more private than that whole Apple system. Okay, you know, that's some fair reasoning. I can get behind some of the things you said. Why did you choose to start football in the fourth grade at such a young age? I didn't choose, really. Um, my basketball coach was starting up a football team with kind of the, some guys you knew around town and the basketball players, and he told my dad, to let me try out or let me try it because I was a good athlete. I played soccer pretty big time at that at that point in my life. 
and I had to convince my parents to let me uh, do it. So uh, he drove me to that basketball coach ended up driving me to a lot of practices and stuff and um, really took me under his wing for the football thing. But fourth and fifth grade, I played, but it ended up being too many things with all the sports that I was playing at the time. Uh, but it was fun for sure. That's amazing. That was the rapid fire portion of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. And now some of those questions are going to spark conversation during the rest of the episode. And with that being said, let's transition to where you and I left off last time. At the time you were playing for the Falcons, now you're with the Jaguars. What does the business side of leaving one franchise to go to another look like? And what other teams were interested? I think it really just came down to the Jaguars and and Falcons. Um, Other teams said they were interested in me as a player, but uh, the Jaguars and Falcons made the the, the correct um, advances in towards grabbing me. Um, the business side, what's it like changing teams? Yeah, what's it like going through negotiations? I mean, you have an agent and everything. Um, I mean, re- I really left it all up to him. Um, I thought I was going to go back to Atlanta, but just when the offseason started, and then he kind of took it from there, started listening to teams' offers and stuff. You got to really wait play the waiting game, see what teams are about to do. They have to go to the combine, see what people they're interested in there uh, to really gain, you know, information about their future and what they want to do with their future. Uh, so then by the time that the first day of free agency started, uh, you kind of already know which teams you're about to go to when, when it all shakes. And then when they start putting offers on the table, the number either dries up or it stays the same. And then, you know, uh, what you're going to be playing for, you know, the amount of money anyway. And then you can kind of choose between that once you understand what the decisions that you have to make are, uh, choose between the different cities that you want to play in. Yeah, what was the deciding factor at the end of the day, going to Jacksonville over staying in Atlanta? Because you're still staying in the same part of the country, and you decided relatively early in free agency, I remember. Like I was saying, that we, we had the plan in motion before the first day of free agency started. I think there's like a... Uh, uh, not a tampering period, I forget what they call it, but a, a time where you could the agent could communicate with teams. I think it's like 10 days before, and then he kind of knows ballpark, what teams are, uh, how interested teams are. And so then by the time free agency starts, it's like, all right, these two the teams are interested. Now let's hear their numbers. Um, Jacksonville just had uh, the means to build quickly uh, with big plans for me. Like in Atlanta, I, I didn't really feel like it was uh, my team, I'd say. Um, like, I was definitely helping everybody that was there, and Jacksonville gave me, like, a fresh start, a new coach, um, new culture being built and everything. I feel like I could be a big part of it. And, uh, yeah, they could build really fast. So the guys that they were bringing in, I mean, kind of like the Bengals. Like, you go in there, you know, they had a pretty bad year the year before, but they said they can build quick and, and, and not really rebuild, but let's make a run at it right then and there. So um, everybody that they brought in had similar mindsets, uh, still something to prove even with the deals that they got. And I think they just made a great gathering for the culture of the the team going forward. Yeah, definitely the Jaguars and Falcons are kind of going in opposite ends of the spectrum right now. Falcons probably got the opportunity now. They got a lot of money to to bring in guys. Hopefully they bring in the right guys with the right mindsets. And I'm rooting for them. A little bit here in free agency to, to make a run at people but i think we play them this next year so hopefully we beat them do you have any jersey swaps that you're thinking of doing off the top of your head not the top of my head the falcons well i mean i wish i could get all my old teammates they're still there uh, i know aj's still there grady's still there uh jay the safeties are still there richie 
Grant and Jayhawk. I mean, those are all defensive guys, but those are my boys for sure. Yeah, you and Gray, you were quite the duo in Atlanta. I mean, I learned a lot from in terms of work ethic. Um, you know, he was older than me. I was just trying to get as good as I can, so I didn't let him down. Really, I mean, he he was a hell of a player, and I just didn't want to have uh, his standard like standards drop while with me playing behind him. But I, I played behind uh, Debo and Devondre at first, so just me improving myself, making sure that you know when he looked back there, he was confident who was behind him. That's incredible. The next question I have for you is earlier that you mentioned that you attended Yale during the rapid fire portion, you earned a degree in economics. If the whole NFL thing didn't work out, what did you want to use your degree for? You mentioned front office now. Was that different back then? Yeah, I didn't have the uh, connections that I do within the league to really into a front office. I mean, uh, actually, Joe Sy is up there. He owns the, the Nets, so maybe I could have networked that somehow. But um, I would have just went into uh, some kind of finance and wealth management, holding money, assets, doubling it, tripling it, uh, putting it in funds and stuff, um, making money grow. That's what I would have done. Wait, so how do you have that connection with Joe Sy of the New York Nets? I don't have it yet. Hopefully I'll get it. Uh, my agency just reached out to him, so hopefully I can meet him this offseason. Hey, I really hope that works out for you. That would be a big time connection. Back to talking about your economics and your entrepreneurial side. I want to zero in more on that because I feel like every athlete has an entrepreneurial side, but the media rarely ever talks about it. And you started your own clothing brand called Team Ugly Gang. When did you start it and what was the inspiration behind it? Um, a lot of inspiration behind it. I can go into that. Like I get really deep into it sometimes, but, um, I started it in college. Um, and it really just started off, you know, some, some kids on my team called me ugly. And then it made me like rethink like, Oh, these kids call me ugly, but they said I was doing well in life. So it's not really a, a means to like be upset about Instead, I embraced it and I just made a whole brand off of it and everybody wanted a shirt that I was wearing. So, uh, kind of going forward off of that, I made it so that it was hard to get the shirt. I said, you have to tell me an ugly story, which is like really a story about you being counted out or being down and out and how you persevere through that. It could be, you know, the whole being unattractive thing or it could be, you know, another time of me like we go, going to Yale and, and my product, like people not being high through, on me through the draft process and stuff like, um, but the, the moral behind it, like the whole ugly duckling story, is that even though people were more high on the duck at the time because it was so ugly, because it was different, um, there was a swan in the duck. The duck t turned out to be a swan, which is like the most beautiful bird in the world. So no matter what people think about you, if you're confident in yourself and, and let the, the, the good things about you show, like it, it's definitely beautiful on the inside. Well, that's a phenomenal story. I kind of did think that the Ugly Duckling book did play a part, but the rest of the things you said really play into the question I was going to ask at the end of the episode, but I feel like this is a great one that I should ask you right now. You went from being a sixth round draft pick to being one of the best at your position. Is there a message to people about having perseverance and dedication? Definitely perseverance. I think a lot of it's listening. I don't think I'm the same player now as I was back in the day. I don't think that, um, I don't think that the, they got it wrong picking me up in the, I was, I was sixth round. Six round, pick 200. I don't think that uh, they were wrong picking me there, but I knew that I had work to do to get better. Um, you know, people can get slighted about or be mad about it or 
think that they were like if you're better than that you have to prove it and a lot of times you find out quickly in this league you got to improve yourself every day and that's really all I did I, I listened to coaching um, listen to advice always trying to improve myself I know the product that I put on the field last year can always get better and if I come back every year better as long as my body enables me to you know I'm going to have a good career in the league so you know my first year didn't look like my second year my second year didn't look like my fifth year my fifth my sixth year won't look like last year I'm going to keep improving myself every day to become that swan that I know I got since you've been in the league you've been one of the most underrated players in the league and that's not even close. I think you're the most underrated, one of the best at your position, leading the league in tackles since 2020. Congratulations on that. What do you contribute your success to in the NFL? And what are your goals for the upcoming season? Because like you said, you want to keep getting better, keep listening, and keep improving. Um, my, my coaches and my teammates, it's always when I can play for something that's other than myself, um, I think I play better. So just being connected with my teammates, not wanting to let them down, kind of always propels me to improve myself because I don't want nobody to look at me saying, oh, Foye's not doing his part on the team. Um, that's really the most disappointing feeling when you feel like, you know, you, you, you're you the reason that some, some didn't shake uh, in the game plan. Um, and then the coaches, you know, they do a good job believing in me because a lot of times it's all a guy needs is a little bit of belief um, and he'll, he'll flourish with it. So, you know, they believed in me and I and I stuck up and I believed in myself, uh, bet on myself and uh, things are going well now, but I know I can get to a better place. Um, what was the second part of that question? I forgot. Oh, the second part of the question is what are your goals for the upcoming season? Goals. Win more games. That's first and foremost, win more games. However it looks, whatever I got to do, win more games. I think that I could be better, you know, leading Better leader, for sure. Uh, it was my first time as a captain. Um, making better connections with some guys on the team. Uh, making sure everybody has that one heartbeat that we kind of gained throughout the year. And then I can make more plays in the ball now that I'm comfortable within the defense, knowing when take my shots in the pass game or people are going to be. I think that's another step I got to take. Um, putting that on myself, I want to get more uh, turnovers. Get more turnovers, keep the same amount of tackles. You have a great year. What's the secret to the early impact you made with the Jaguars being named a captain in the first year with the team? I was just genuine. Like, I had a lot to say. I've seen a lot, but I wanted the team to be better. So I was just genuine. I waited to my turn to talk. Um, waited to, to – but when I spoke up, it was definitely, you know, real stuff. It wasn't just – I didn't want my voice to be heard, just to be heard. Um, when there was things that need to be said about how we practiced or things that need to be said about – you know, one-on-one where I feel like a guy could flourish or what he needed, his mindset needed to be during training camp is a hard time for all of us. Um, just keep people moving forward and keep people moving forward together. When we all work together, we work better. So uh, I think people respected that and what I had to say when I said it. And then, you know, I was honored to be voting the captain for them. They definitely made the right choice. It's good seeing people like you get rewarded for their efforts, being so genuine and such a team player. Appreciate that. So those were some of our normal questions. Here are some of our closing questions that aren't as deep. They're kind of just more fun and loose. Um, you're going to know which way I'm heading with this one, but I'll get there eventually. So here's the first one. Who are your top five linebackers in the NFL? You can say yourself because I think you're on that list. I'm going to exclude myself. I mean, numbers speak for themselves, but I'm going to exclude myself. Uh, top five in the league. And Milano boy had a good year. 
top five in the Roquan. I, I think I said that last year. Yeah, he played great for two teams last year. Yeah, I mean, it, it must be a film junkie. I mean, be able to come into a whole different, I don't know how different the scheme was, I didn't watch it, but um, understand concepts and stuff and keep, continue making plays in a contract year. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, give me some names. Uh, you have Micah Parsons, Demario Davis. Uh, like, I love Davis. Davis is in there. Uh, Micah Parsons, wherever we want to put him. I, I put him in there just because of his playmaking ability. He don't do what we do, if that makes sense. Like, he don't play the same position as Fred Warner. Yeah, Fred Warner. He's more of a coverage guy. You're more of a coverage guy, but then you're also an elite run stopper as well. Micah does kind of play a different position, but technically he's a linebacker. Say hey, him and uh, Fred Warner. I know I'm leaving out people. TJ Edwards had a good year. I think he's up. Bobby Okereke. Uh, he had a good year. Devin White. Devin White. Didn't watch him this year. But I'm sure he had. Did he have a great year? I mean, he seems like he's always making plays. And then you have Darius Leonard in your division, but he was out for the whole season. How did Levante do? I wish I was. Because I, I moved out that division. Yeah, uh, he's always playing at the top of his game, even at his age. He's going strong. But if you had to rank them in a top five, That's good. what are you feeling or is that too hard? He has good games and, and not as good games, but for those guys, they have pretty much good games every every week. But I really took – this is the first time I watched a lot of Milano's tape. I really liked the way he played this year. I put that way. All right, so you like Milano, Parsons, Warner. You said Mario Davis and then Roquan. Roquan, got to put Roquan there. Are you switching anybody out for Levante or Devin White? I didn't even. I can't say I. I saw him this year, so um, no. What? What? What did um? Yeah, all pro, didn't he? Um, David. Demario. Yeah, it seems like he's always crushing it, and he's doing it quietly. I'm so, he, he, He's a guy who always deserves recognition. He's always. I don't know when he got it, but I remember when I first came in the league, people said he's top tier. So I haven't seen him in Pro Bowls and stuff. Maybe he's been there, but I know he's top tier. Yeah, Foyer, I know your time is coming for the Pro Bowl. You got snubbed hard, if I could say myself, this year. But then again, you said it's a team sport, and all you care about is winning. That's right. That's right. I mean, if, you, if we win early, it all takes care of itself. We just got to win. So this is your way to recruit without tampering. If you could play with any player in the NFL, who would it be? That's not on my team. I like my team. Not on your team. You cannot pick a Jacksonville Jaguar. Teammates bet. I want Isaiah Oliver and Jacob, Jacob Tuioti Mariner bet. All right. Anybody else? Any stars? Other than friends, I don't, I don't, I don't know the guys who I would play with. I don't whoever they make, make me play with. I guess uh, there are a lot of good players, obviously in the in the NFL, but I'm not going to go into you know, guys over my teammates because I feel like we got what we need for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I did um, train with uh, – I didn't train with him. I went to – I was with Jacob Tuioti Mariner, who's a good friend of mine, and I was watching Eric Kendricks with the Vikings, and that was when I was younger. I was like, dang, I would love to play next to him. But, you know, we're like this. He got his own team, and I got my own team. I saw him in the Super Bowl, so I was just looking at him. I'm just observing, but I feel like we would probably be good teammates maybe sometime later in my career. But um, right now, I love my team. I got Devin, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Shaquille Quarterman. 
and they're great match, uh, matches with me. You guys have some great players on that defense. It's going to be good for a long time to come. I want to bring Isaiah Oliver and Jacob Tuyoti Mariner, though. That would be great. I'll make sure they get that message. <laughs> All right, this is a question that people are not going to know much about. It's kind of a best-kept secret. Who wins in Oklahoma drill, you or your high school teammate, Ezekiel Elliott? I don't even know. It depends on who's matter at the time. Who, who, you know, who got their foot in the ground first? Um, Oklahoma drill. I'm, I'm telling, like, I don't like to, you know, pride. Oh, me, me, me. But like, straight up. I mean, I would win some. He will win some for sure. He's a big back. He's a strong guy. I'm a strong guy. I feel like we met in the hole a couple of times. So what it looked like. I mean, you forced fumble on him a couple times two years ago, so. I had some good hits on him this year, but he had, he, had, he had a couple good runs on us this year, so it's always a fun matchup when we go against each other. You know, you're one of the most humble players I've ever met. That was almost a baited question. Nah, that's okay. my boy, so I ain't going to talk no shit on my guy like that. I'll talk, any shit I talk to straight to him. <laughs> that's true. Do you guys still keep in touch over the years? Yeah, yeah, I talk to him. I'll probably see him this offseason at some point. You know, I let I his parents, uh, I gave his parents tickets to the game in uh, in Jacksonville. So, uh, anything he asked, really. You guys had the upper hand this year, overtime game, Ray Sean Jenkins. My first win against Dallas. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot that one game that you left early with was an injury. You guys were able to close that one out. Uh, well, here's my only question for you. Is there anything you want to speak on that I haven't asked you about already? Anything personally about you that you want people to know? I mean, off the top of my head, probably I don't think of anything, but there's a lot of things that people don't know about me, but that's just kind of how I am. Like like you said, the best kept secret. Um, they'll come up when they come up. I'm just putting the next foot forward, trying to make next year better than the last year, and then go on another little playoff run, get to that big game. That's the goal. My website, com. that's where you get ugly gang gear. I'll keep on updating it. Uh, any new things that I want is what gets goes on the website, so... If anybody got suggestions, I, if people did want to DM me like a fan, like DM me about suggestions for ugly game stuff so I can have ideas of what people want. All right, well, you guys heard that, foyalucon.com. Go get your merch right there. It's going to sell out quick after this episode. I can already feel it. Before I let you go, for the athlete, and I want to donate $50 to the charity of your choice, what charity would you like to have the money to be donated to, and would you like to talk about the charity? Yeah, um, Live for Life Academy. I always say them for my my charity, my donations. Uh, it's a school I volunteered at when I was in high school, but uh, they do good things in St. Louis. Uh, really start off as a gym, kind of after school activity, keeping people out of trouble. And they built themselves into a school, K through 12th grade. Now they're putting kids in college and stuff. So um, just love, you know, what they stand for and, and any type of support that we can put towards them. Um, that'd be great. I love that even though you're in the NFL, you're still giving back to the community and you're still going back to where you grew up. That's some awesome stuff. Thank you so much for being on this episode. That's a wrap for the first episode of For the Athlete. Huge shout out to Foyer Luacon for making this such a great debut. And I hope you're all excited for the future of For the Athlete as much as I am. My name is Brooks Huber and you just listen to For the Athlete. Thanks for listening to For the Athlete. As always, be on the lookout for another athlete appearance next week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and wherever you listen to podcasts.